Well, good morning, everyone. Happy New Year's Eve. You know, as we were preparing for uh, this Sunday morning, it, we uh, soon realized that, uh, you know, I'm 31 years old, but I feel like all the adults were gone. <laughs> you know, just, you know, who's doing announcements? You know, what's the format? You know, what do I do? Where do I stand? What do I do? <laughs> um, but at the same time, you know, it's also amazing that, you know, the, the, the youngins are, are running the church today. So you guys are either in for a treat or you have uh, something to complain about to Victor. <laughs> um, um, but, you know, it was uh, when Victor asked me, to, asked me to teach, you know, it's been a while since I've taught a Sunday morning. Um, I teach the youth regularly as, you know, the youth leader. And it's a little bit different format, you know, just with the youth, I, I love it. It's very, um, you know, trans, uh, it's a two-way communication, you know, getting feedback from them, getting the thoughts, having conversations, you know, teaching Sunday mornings. I always struggle because it's, you know, a little bit more one way. Brenda, get off your phone. That, that's how youth goes. <laughs> um, that's the youth pastor on me, but it's, um, it, it's always a treat, you know, to kind of uh, teach today. Um, when um, I was told, you know, just do a topical teaching, uh, what first came to mind was a psalm that um, the Lord taught, um, gave to me this year as, you know, something I was struggling with and needed some encouragement. And um, this, if you want to uh, turn to Psalms um, chapter 77, I almost forgot the psalm chapter, um, but Psalm 77 is uh, where we're going to be uh, teaching from today. Um, but this this psalm was uh, personal to me uh, as far as this year. As some of the, the um, as far as you know, my personal conviction and encouragement that I needed from the Lord, and it was something that you know I felt that I needed to share. Um, my title, this uh, message, "The Power of Remembrance," um, because this was what I needed. This re- remembrance, uh, remembering, is what I needed to get through the. What I was uh, what I was struggling with, um, with the holidays, you know, Thanksgiving and New Year's Eve and Christmas, it's also um, it's often a time that we take time to remember. Um, Thanksgiving, we remember you know what we're thankful for. We all, we all sit around the table, you know, say what we're thankful for. Christmas, we have our Charlie Brown moment, just asking what is Christmas all about. You know, we remember the, the promise of fulfilled by our Messiah. You know, the promise fulfilled of Messiah coming and being born on this earth to be the fulfillment and salvation of our sins. And then now we're at New Year's. You know, New Year's, we take the time to, you know, reflect on this past year. What did we accomplish? You know, what did we struggle with? You know, we remember, you know, the loved ones that we've lost, the, the struggles that we've had, or we take time to celebrate the accomplishments that we've had this year and celebrate. Um, you know, this, this year and just kind of um, what I was, you know, struggling with is I felt like I was outside of God's blessing. You know, I felt, you know, the kind of the why me, um, the why is this happening? God, why aren't you giving to me what I desire? And, you know, that's where I was kind of, the place I was in, and this is where the when in my searching, when I was trying to figure out, you know, that comfort, that encouragement to kind of get through the struggle I had, 
um, depending on, you know, the kind of year we were having. You know, I first came across, you know, the scripture in James. Um, this is not where we're going to, where I focus on, but, you know, I found this verse of encouragement. It said, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. And kind of keeping with the season, I said, bah humbug to that. You know, I said, count it all joy. Like, I, I can't find joy with what I have because I was struggling with the idea that I may never receive the blessing that I was asking for. And I had to come to terms with that. Not that I was never going to receive it, but what if it? that's not what God has planned? Um, I get a little emotional about it because the blessing uh, me and my wife wanted was kids. So it is a sensitive subject to us, but I wanted to share this because it is personal to me. This is what, where I came in my time of searching. Um, so we can start out in the psalm. I'm not crying, you're crying. Um, so uh, it says, I cry aloud to God, aloud to God, and he will hear me. In the day of my trouble, I seek the Lord. In the night, my hand is stretched out uh, without wearing. My soul refuses to be comforted. When I remind God, I moan, or I, when I remember God, I moan. When I uh, meditate, my spirit faints. Selah. You hold my eyelids open. I am so troubled that I cannot speak. I consider the days of old, the years long ago. And this is the state that I was in. You know, I had this desire, and um, like I said, you know, we desired to have kids. Kids are a blessing. You know, and there's, it doesn't apply to that. You know, there's plenty of things in life we desire or that we're struggling through. You know, we, there's many things in life that cause us to go into this spirit of wanting or despair, of depression. And all we do is just lay in bed at night with our eyes open. We can't, we're stressing out. We can't, we can't feel comfort. We can't find comfort. And we just cry out to God, you know, God, where are you? And you transition into a time of searching um, because I felt that despair. I, I felt the stress. And, you know, I've, you know, felt it when, um, and many things in life can cause it. You know, you can have financial issues. You can lose a loved one. Um, I lost my grandmother this year. Um, that was tough. Um, but, you know, there's things in life that can cause us into this mind of stress and of um, despair. Um, he continues on in verse 6. He said, Let me remember my song in the night. Let me meditate in my heart. Then my spirit made a diligent search. And that's where we need to start off is, you know, there's, it's normal to have, to have that time of mourning, that time of grief. It's, we're, we're human. We're, we're made of flesh. We're going to have, we're going to have those struggles where we're going to think, God, you know, how am I going to make ends meet? How am I um, going to put food on the table? I look at my bank account and, you know, I, I'm negative. I'm not even at zero. I'm negative. I owe money. 
my health is declining. My, um, I'm having family issues. You know, I'm losing someone. There's plenty of things that put us in that spot where we can't find comfort. We cry aloud when we don't have comfort. But, you know, as, you know, a believer, this is where, this is where we have the power of remembrance because we need to start with that diligent search. You know, this psalmist is starting with, in the same place that, you know, as a Christian we can fall into or even as an unbeliever who doesn't know this, um, the hope and joy of Christ starts. And we all start in with, at that spot of something bad is happening. What do I do about it? So it continues on. Um, then my spirit made a diligent search. And we have these um, searching questions that the psalm gives us. You know, will the Lord spurn forever and never again be favorable? Has his steadfast love forever ceased? Are his promises at an end uh, for all time? And, you know, one of the hardest one that we struggle with is, has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he in anger shut up his compassion? Selah. Again, you know, we, we have, you know, good things that happen in our lives. We have some bad things. Um, it's, it's something that we all struggle with, um, you know, here in this fallen world. Me personally, you know, putting before God, you know, God, you know, I want the blessing of a family. And you can, you know, put in place whatever, you know, wantings that you've had in life or anything that puts you in this place of despair, because we all ask these questions. Why, God? Where are you? Did you leave me? Are you even there? Are you even real? Or are you angry at me? Is it a sin issue? And what makes it harder is when we share those feelings with someone else, and they kind of toss it back. Well, it's like, well, maybe it's a sin issue with you. Like, what's going on with you? And it's like, it's not a sin issue. It's like, there's... There's a wanting there. There's a desire. And, you know, the psalm starts, you know, kind of the doom and gloom. But, again, this is a place we all start. If we were to talk about, you know, the power of remembrance, when I was looking for the encouragement and strength to move forward and try to um, make sense of the reality that I was in, I had to start out with these questions. I had to search. But then the, the psalm takes a turn. And, you know, one thing I noticed in the beginning of, you know, from verse 1 to verse 9, it starts off with I. You know, I'm troubled. Where are you? Where are you for me? Just focusing on myself. You know, I want kids. I want kids for my wife. Um, I want, you know, ends to be met. I want, you know, money in my bank account. I want, you know, my family to be healthy. Um, or, again, just kind of focusing on myself. Just, I want this. God, why are you doing this to me? Where are you with me? Did you forget to be gracious with me? Are you angry with me? I'm focusing on myself. And, you know, I've always struggled, you know, when I focus... Um, when I focused on 
the, the bad in my life or just kind of putting my selfish, selfishness first, it, it spirals down. But there's, again, the, the power of remembrance is what I wanted, um, what this passage is focusing on. Um, he continues on in verse 10. Then I said, I will appeal uh, to this, to the years of the right hand of the Most High. Take it before the Lord. You know, that, that's what I did. You know, searching, had to appeal. And it wasn't getting an answer back of when or how my desires or um, my prayers were going to be answered. It was just appealing. It was bringing it before, before God. He said, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I'll remember your wonders of old. I will ponder all of your work and meditate on your mighty deeds. Your way, O God, is holy. What God is great like our God? You are the God of who works wonders. You have made known your might among the people. With you, your arm is redeemed, uh, redeemed your people, and the children of Jacob and Joseph, Selah. So much like this psalm, I realized that I was focusing on myself, and I needed to redirect what I was focusing on and remembering the sovereignty of the God that I believed in. But that didn't quite, I guess, satisfy or quiet my, my, um, my soul. Because we start off with a why God, and then he's, someone may come along and say, well, it's all in God's timing. It's all in God's power. God's sovereign. And we believe that. But when you're starting off with, you know, like myself, where I was struggling in that, that sense of, you know, you tell me that, but what if that's not what God wants? Like, how do you know? Unless you have the gift of prophecy, maybe. But it starts off with remembering the sovereignty of God. And that's where I had to start off. I had to remember, you know, like the times when my wife and I moved to Georgia in 2019. We got married, said we're going to move to Georgia, had no idea, I guess, the outcome of our life when we moved, moving from California to Georgia. You know, it was, we felt God was calling us. It was a step of faith. How would God provide? The times where we felt like, you know, we had no money in our bank account to make ends meet, and, you know, think, I mean, the thing back, you know, end, um, ends were met. Just like the psalm, this psalm is remembering the wonders of old, the fulfillment that God has been faithful in our lives. And when we go through those hard times, do we start off, or we will start off in that hard time, but do we, know to make that diligent search to remember how God has been faithful in the past. And, you know, I, I, I didn't start there because there's been plenty of things in my life that God has been faithful in. There's plenty of things that I can give praise reports to God, but that's not what I've that was not my first um, thing to focus on. It was to focus on, God, what are you going to do for me now? 
how are you going to get through this trial or get me through this trial? But I had to start with remembering because with remembrance comes the power of courage. When we know that God was faithful to get us through financial difficulty, when God was faithful to um, provide for whatever we were needing, we have to remember that because that remembrance gives us that comfort. But I still didn't feel comforted. It was hard. Because again, you know, as, you know, as a human, I, I was desiring something more. And desiring something that God has always told me that was a blessing. You know, be fruitful and multiply. Be, um, you know, to have a family. We celebrate families as Christians. We celebrate marriages because they are good and wonderful. But if they are so good and wonderful... You know, where's my family? But again, I'm thinking about myself. I wasn't thinking about the family that I had with my wife. I wasn't thinking about the goodness and faithfulness that God has given me. One of the, the issues when we focus on ourselves is we're un, we've put ourselves in a sense of fear and we're unable to move to where God has called us. Um, one of the examples that I have of this was um, in Numbers. Uh, if you want to put up that verse, uh, Jordan. This is where the, Moses sent the spies to the land of Canaan to, to spy out you know, the promised land where God had called them. And Again, when we don't remember the sovereignty and power of God, we're left with fear. We're left with uncertainty because we have, we're left in the unknown. Um, in Numbers 13, um, verse 27, it says, uh, this is the spies giving the report. We came to the land to which you sent us. It flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruits. However, the people who dwell in the land are strong, and the cities are fortified and very large. And besides, we saw descendants of Anak there. So we see where the Israelites are being called, a land of prosperity, a land of milk and honey. That's where God has called them and directed them to go. But yet there's, there's obstacles there. There's hardship there. There's trials. There's fear there. And they, they see the descendants of Anak there. But we see a different reaction from the ones who remember, from the ones who remember the sovereignty of God who got them out of Egypt, who got them to the place where they were, that have seen their faithfulness, uh, the faithfulness of God. We see, um, it was Caleb and Joshua, but we see Caleb reply back. It says, but Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and occupy it. For we... Um, for we are well able to overcome it. You know, no fear there, no hesitation. He says, let's go now. We have the power to overcome it. Caleb remembered, but the people didn't. And we see the consequences of, of when we fail to remember 
um, the sovereignty of God because it puts you in a place of fear, puts you in a place of despair. It says, Then the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we are. So they brought up to the people um, of Israel a bad report of the land that they had uh, spied out, saying, The land um, through which we have gone to spy out is a land of, uh, that devours its inhabitants, and all the people that we saw in it are of great height. And there we saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anak, who come from the Nephilim. And we uh, seem to ourselves like grasshoppers, so we seem, uh, and so we seem to them. You know, they set themselves up for failure. They gave a bad report intentionally to the people. But again, that fear to move forward, to go where God called them, prevented them from going into the promised land, to prevented them from going to where there would be prosperity, where there would have been, uh, been blessings. But the reaction from Caleb and Joshua, who remembered, had that courage. I've experienced that in my life, and when I remember, like I mentioned before, when we moved to Georgia, I had that courage to move forward where God was calling me into the unknown. Where we see in our life where there's obstacles, oh, there's financial burdens, there's um, physical uh, um, obstacles, there's whatever causes us fear, those giants in our lives that oppose us, that scare us. If God is calling us in that direction, remembering God's sovereignty is the only way we can have the courage to move forward. And again, the bad report they gave was not only are there there's um, resistance in that promised land, where there's giants there, there's men of great stature, there's an enemy there that we cannot overcome. But it's not all on us. Again, it's going back to: Do we focus on ourselves? I'm not focusing on I can get through this challenge through my own power. Because we can't. Because we'll come across obstacles and we're going to say, that obstacle is too big for me. I am but a grasshopper. You know, I'm but a bug to that, that challenge. And I can't overcome it. But the good news that Christ has given us you know, this season is we're not alone in those challenges. And we need to remember that. But what really encouraged me in, in the season of my life and knowing that remembering gives me the courage to move forward was that it has a greater impact than just myself. It has a greater impact than me just having the courage to go where God has called me. It has, it'll have a generational impact. It'll have um, something greater beyond ourselves. And again, when we start focusing on ourselves, that's all we think about. When we start, um, when I was focusing on this challenge or this uh, time of wanting, I was only thinking about how it was going to affect me and my wife and those around me. Um, going back to the psalm, it says in verse 16, it says, when, going back to remembering the works of God, it says, when the water saw you, O God, 
When the waters saw you, they were afraid indeed. The deep trembled. The clouds poured out water. The skies gave forth thunder. Your arrows flashed on every side. The crash of your thunder was in the whirlwind. Your lightnings lighted up the world. The earth trembled and shook. Your way was through the sea and your path through the great waters. Yet your footprints were unseen. And that's where we struggle. You know, we, rem- we remember the time, but we fail to consider, again, remembering the time when his footprints were unseen in life. He's always been with us. And I need to remember that. The psalm reminds us of this. His footprints were unseen. And how many times were we going through life and we bypassed a trial or a hardship because God was by our side? You know, we give praise to him always because he is a good God. And... I've seen despair with, with people who fail to remember the goodness of God. Um, I, I've seen it, you know, when I've gone to a family funeral and you have those who believe in the promise and salvation of Christ and those who are lacking. Because all they're left with is despair. All they're left with is what comes after this life? There's no courage to move forward because they don't have an eternity, an eternity to move to. They don't have a promised land that is promised to them. There's, this is where, again, just focusing on myself, I failed to realize how God was by my side. If I claimed that I was a believer, that I believed in him, that I was a faithful child of God, I needed to remember that God is going to be by my side. Even through the times where I feel like I'm in despair, he's there. Another, another aspect that I, had, you know, that I had a conviction I have was how can I judge God's plan for my life or complain about it when I can't see him move? If I can't, again, going back to the, you know, the grasshoppers, I am but a grasshopper to the God Almighty. And how can I judge and complain about things that happen in life where I don't see where his footprints are going? I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I can make my plans, but... They can soon change. So how can I complain about a God where I don't know where, what path I'm on? I don't know where he's directing me. And yet here I am complaining um, that I don't have what I want when I want it. Then, you know, the verse, uh, verse 20, the psalm ends, you led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. I first read that verse and I, I thought it was, a, you know, just a simple ending. But then I, 
I realized that this is probably the most powerful aspect of remembrance. It was through the psalm ends remembering Moses and Aaron leading them, their leadership leading them out of Egypt through the wilderness, their, their faithful leadership guiding them out, um, out of the trial. But what's so important about, because this whole psalm is remembering the works of God. But yet we end with remembering the works of two men that got them through, um, got them through the exodus. Yeah. And this is where I, I needed to look at myself. Because the greatest power of remembrance is going to be generational. It's going to be our our leadership and our faithfulness to be diligent through those hard times or how we react to those times. You know, when, um, when my grandmother passed away, my, um, I saw how, you know, it affected my father. You know, it was his mom that passed away. It, it was hurtful. But I also saw the leadership that he had with his sisters, you know, his siblings. I would say he's probably the most mature, um, I guess, faithful uh, Christian out of this family. Not that none of them are not believers, but I see his, the strength that he had lead his family through a tough time. During the time where, you know, my grandmother's health was waning, it was his strength that was carrying the family. And he was, and that was an encouragement to me because, again, it was an example. Just like this psalm was um, ending off with remembering Mo- the works of Moses and Aaron, when the works that we do in our lives, the when we, how we handle the trouble in our life, how we react to those trials, it's an example to those who are watching, to those that we love. If I can just stop focusing on myself and start thinking about being a leader to my wife, I find comfort that I can be the, the strong leader to, you know, leader to the, um, you know, to the promised land or to the, where there's peace and comfort. But I had to first remember not only the sovereignty of God, I had to act upon it. One of the I think the best examples of this is in faith through leadership is in Joshua. You know, we have uh, the 12 stone churches around here. There's, this is where the story comes from. You know, the 12 stones. And the reason why these 12 stones were, were placed is, again, in a perfect example of the power of remembrance, you know, it being comforting generationally um, and to those around us. In Joshua chapter 4, verse 5, uh, Joshua said, uh, said to them, you know, cross over the, before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of the Jordan. So again, Joshua leading the people to cross the Jordan. Um, this is one of two times where God was able to part, part the waters. It says, each one of you take up a stone on his shoulder 
according to the number of tribes of the children of Israel. That's, this may be a sign among you when your children ask in time to come, um, saying, what do these stones mean to you? Then you shall answer them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant. Uh, when it crossed over the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off, and these stones shall be a memorial to the children of Israel forever. You know, that they set up those 12 stones not for them to remember. It says, when your children ask. And this is, again, getting focus off of Alex, getting the focus off of, you know, the current situation where I felt, I started thinking how I react to this situation. It's a perfect opportunity to share, you know, why aren't you in grief? Why aren't you struggling with, you know, like the loss of your grandmother? Because I know she's in eternity. How we react to, um, to hard times, remember, again, remembering the sovereignty of God, then um, realizing that how we react is an example to those who follow us. It's an example to those around us. Just like my father, you know, being the the leader in his uh, family and and leading his siblings through that hard time, I need to do that with my wife. And I further need to think further. If if and when we have kids and, and they ask any questions, what, is, you know, what do those stones mean? What did you do when you were struggling? Because I better have the story ready for them. Because there's going to be times in life where it's so easiest, easy for us to not realize the impact that we have to those who follow us. Um, and then verse 19, again, set up a memorial for your children to remember so you can explain to them. But the, the Israelites continue on to the next city over and they take those stones with them. Um, verse 19 of Joshua chapter 4 says, Now the people came up from the Jordan on the tenth day of the first month, and they camped in Gilgal on the east border of Jericho. And those twelve stones which they took out of the Jordan, Joshua set up in Gilgal. They, their first challenge was crossing the Jordan, but now here they're at the border of Jericho. Here their trial didn't end, start, um, end with crossing the Jordan. But they took those 12 stones with them, and when they hit their next challenge at Jericho, before they walked around those walls and conquered that city, they set up those 12 stones. They remembered the, the promise that God had given them, their faith, the, or that got them through the Jordan. They took those 12 stones with them to their next challenge. And Joshua says again, Uh, Then he spoke to the children of Israel, saying, When your children ask their fathers in the time to come, saying, What are those those stones? Then you shall let your children know, saying, Israel crossed over this Jordan on dry land. 
For the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan before you until you had crossed over, as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up before us until we had crossed over, that all the people of the earth may know that the hand of the Lord, that it is mighty, that you may fear the Lord your God forever. The power of remembrance starts in our hearts. It starts with ourselves. But we needed to take the focus of ourselves. I needed to take the focus off myself. I needed to think how my leadership and reaction was going to affect my wife and lead her through, you know, lead her through the wilderness, lead her through the trouble that we're having. Because if I just focus on myself, I was... I would go into that pit of despair because I would just think, why me? Why God? Why me? And I found comfort in realizing that I cared about someone else more than myself. You know, I loved my neighbor more than myself. I loved, put my wife before myself. Being selfless and putting others before myself put me in a position where I was less focused on how am I going to get through this on myself and relying on the strength of God to get through this trial for the benefit of someone else? That gave me the motivation. But I found comfort in knowing that how I reacted, how I handled this, how I um, got through a challenge wasn't going to benefit me, wasn't going to comfort me. It was going to comfort my wife. It was going to comfort someone that I love. It was going to benefit someone beyond myself and potentially generationally or being an example to others. And we find, you know, these times of remembrance and the little things that we do. You know, when we sit down for a meal and we give grace for the blessings that God has given us, we're being an example to those who are watching, to those who are, um, to our families. We pass on those traditions. We do, we do it in the church and with communion. We take that time of remembrance to remember the faithfulness and promise that God has fulfilled. And it is, it is an example and an encouragement to others because we're taking that time of remembrance. You know, during the holiday seasons, you know, we, we make tamales, you know, me and my wife. You know, that, that's something that we do. Why? Because that's something that our families have always done. Likewise, like, when we hit hard times, when, what is our first reaction? Something bad happens do we search the Lord? Why do you do it? Because that's what my father did. That's what my wife did. There's power in remembrance because it is passed on generationally and throughout the body of Christ. And just as Joshua said, you know, that, the, that all the people of the earth may know the hand of the Lord that is mighty because of how we react. When COVID hit, people were worrying about, you know, the end of the world. We knew where we were going. We had no fear. It's just another ailment of a falling world. 
when World War III is potentially about to break out, you know, overseas, yes, it's going to be hard. War is hard, you know, but again, we realize that we are in a fallen world and there's ailments to it. There's pains to it. But we know where our eternity lies. We know where our land of milk and honey lies. We know the faithfulness of God and we react differently. And people notice. We may not realize or feel a little self-conscious about praying out in public when we're eating a meal. But people notice. It's those times of remembrance where we take time to remember is not only for the benefit of ourselves, but an example to those around us. Because we have a Messiah that came and died for us and, and paid the price for our sins. And we remember that in all the actions that we do. You find peace and comfort through those hard times. Sometimes you may not find peace in that heart. It may, you may still have that, that broken heart of despair or just not being able to feel comfort. And I still feel torn up about this issue of um, trying to have a family. It's, you know, it's a hard season to go through. I haven't given up hope. But I still feel the same. But what gives me the strength and courage to move forward and not be in that pit in despair is knowing that my leadership and action is going to benefit someone other than myself. It gives me the power and strength to move forward. I still feel the same. I still feel that sense of wanting. But I have the strength to move forward because I remember. I remember the sovereignty of God, and I know that my leadership is going to benefit someone other than myself. The best thing I can hope for is whatever happens in, in life is, at least in my life, that my, my actions are going to benefit my wife and um, others that come after me generationally for the better, to get, guide them towards eternity. Because the power of remembrance isn't to... It's, to give us comfort at times, but there's going to be those times where I can't keep my eyes closed. I'm crying. I'm laying in my bed. I'm crying out, God, why? Where are you? Have you forsaken me? But the courage to move forward is going to come when we remember how our leadership is going to affect those that follow us, how it's going to impact those who are next to us, the ones that we love. I've, I've struggled, again, with, with this, this time of wanting, but I've never felt like I was alone. It's always a hard time when, when we feel like we're outside of God's blessing. And it doesn't change, I guess, um, it doesn't mean we're not a believer of Christ or we're, or we're second-guessing his, his sovereignty. We're just human. You know, we're, we're just a fallen 
a fallen soul in a fallen world. And all it does is point to what we need. We have a void in our hearts. We, we need Christ. I don't know how the world gets through this life without Christ, without knowing there is, there is a promised line of eternity, without knowing that there is a Father who loves us and gives us a give us the strength to move forward. Because there's more to this, more to life than the material possessions of this, um, of this world. There's more to life than living a comfortable life. There's eternity. When we change and redirect the focus from ourselves to others and to eternity, it makes it all the more easier to move forward And that's what I needed to focus on. You know, this, this sermon wasn't something that I thought that the congregation needed to hear. This is what Alex needed to hear. And I'm just sharing what I found in my searching in time of need. And I just hope it encourages, you know, all of you to remember when times are tough, it's easy to celebrate when everything's going easy and the way we want. The proof is of our faith is when times are not, are not going the way we want it to or, or through the hard times. And I felt that this year. And I wanted to encourage you, if you're going through those times, remember how faithful God was in your life. Remember, you know, the times where your bank account hit zero and you were wondering how you're going to pay your bills. Remember when an appliance broke down and you were wondering how you're going to fix it or pay for it. Remember when, when you lost someone and how God gave you the hope of eternity to see each other. Remember when, you're, when there's health issues how God carries us through. Because we know we're in a fallen world. And if you don't know Christ, I mean, I encourage you to seek him out. Because remembering his faithfulness and knowing how the promise of eternity, knowing that what happens on this world, I know there's an eternity afterwards with the Father. That's all the encouragement that I need. Because if I focus on that, I know, where the, I know where the finish line is. It's with the Father. And I need to run that race well, and I need to bring as many people along with me. I need to encourage my wife to run alongside me. I need to be that example. Focusing on that is what gave me the courage to move forward. Because without Christ, without, his, without believing his promise, without knowing his faithfulness in my life, I don't know where I would be. When uncertainty hits life, when the world is starting to fall apart, there's, there's comfort in knowing that 
we all have eternity to move to. That Christ is coming. Christ, you know, just like with Christmas, Christ came, was born, um, born in a manger as, as God and fully man to be the sacrifice for our sins, to pay the price for this fallen world. And as, you know, the next holiday coming up is Easter. Remember the time. So that way we can be the example to those around us. Why do we celebrate Easter? Is it all bunnies and eggs? No. It is for the Christ that came and died and paid for our sins. And when our children ask, why don't we have eggs on Easter? Or any I mean, you can have them, it's fine. But that's, that's not the purpose. The purpose is remembrance. The purpose is remembering the faithfulness of God. And I encourage you for those that, you, um, that are parents, you guys are doing, um, doing the, the work of God because, again, just remember your kids are watching you. Your friends and family are watching you. How we carry ourselves how we act, how we um, live our lives. They're going to remember. They're going to remember how mom and dad got through time sending. They're going to remember how, you know, your friends are going to remember how you reacted through those hard times. Again, this, this message was more for myself because I still feel discomfort in the place that I'm in but I have the courage to move forward. I am not going to you know, sit and crumble and cry, why me? I'm going to move forward and continue the race. Now the worship can come up. Um, I, I just hope that this, this message was an encouragement to you. Just don't tell anyone I was crying. Uh, I wasn't. Men don't cry. Men weep. Um, but just, you know, again, I encourage you to remember the God who got you through, um, who got you through the Jordan. Remember the God who carried you through. He's always been there. And when we go through those hard times, remember that your journey doesn't end in your time of need. You still have to cross the Jordan. You still have to get to the other side. And just remember that he's always there and he's there waiting for you if you haven't gone to him yet. Um, you want to bow our heads? Heavenly Father, Lord, I just want to thank you for today and just thank you for this opportunity for us to come together as a body of believers. Thank you for everyone here. I just, I just pray for your spirit to be upon them, Lord, that you encourage them to remember your sovereignty as we go through this life and go into the world, that we remain um, just courageous in our faith. We may not feel a sense of comfort or not be comfortable in the current state we are in, but that just means we need to move forward. We need to move forward. Remember your faithfulness. Remember that your footsteps are unseen are walking next to us that we need to get to the other side of the Jordan, that we need to get to the other side of where you, you have us in life. 
we just need to remember who you are and not for our own sake, Lord. For those who follow us, for those who are around us, we need to remember and just lift this in your name. Amen.